Hello, and welcome to Ulysses for Swifties. I'm your host and resident Swiftie, Lizzie. Come along with me as I rely on my extensive knowledge of Taylor Swift's latest albums, Folklore and Evermore, to better understand and appreciate James Joyce's Ulysses as I read it for the first time. Now, to the episode. In Chapter 11 of Ulysses, women are in charge. It's only natural, then, that the song I'll be discussing today is No Body, No Crime, off of Evermore. It's the only song I have for today, but trust me, there is a lot to get through. The story, form, and singers, yes, that's singers, plural, of No Body, No Crime, mirror the themes and language of sirens. Two women, Miss Kennedy and Miss Douse, lead us through this chapter. They are the first characters we meet, and they actually enjoy a few pages all to themselves, in one of the very few scenes in Ulysses that actually passes the Bechdel test. The presence of women in Sirens is mirrored in the presence of women featured on No Body, No Crime. On this track, backing Taylor, we have the three Heim sisters. Take a listen. There are four women to be heard on the track, but there are countless others behind it. Musically and thematically, it calls back to a long tradition of country music by women. On my first listen, I couldn't help but notice the striking similarities between No Body, No Crime and Goodbye Earl by the Chicks. That's because both of these songs are about women violently taking revenge on men who have betrayed them. This brings me to my second reason for drawing a parallel between this song and this chapter. Betrayal. Sirens is musical in its language, but there's also music to be heard in actual plot. At one point, the men in the bar sing The Crappy Boy, which is a song basically about a young Irish independence fighter being betrayed by a priest, who is actually a British soldier. And, of course, we cannot forget about the central plot point of Ulysses, Molly's marital betrayal of Bloom. When Bloom briefly considers confronting Boylan and intervening in the affair, these words from No Body, No Crime come to mind. Joyce's ability to write prose musically is showcased in Sirens. As I mentioned before, there is music not only in the plot of the chapter, but also in the language. For instance, I noticed that Joyce would rework things, often in threes. On page 216, we have from Bloom, To the door of the bar and dining room came Bald Pat, came Bothered Pat, came Pat waiter of Ormond. We have the same thing being described three different times, using pretty much the same language, just reworked in a new order. This kind of modified repetition is really common in a lot of music, especially in country music, which typically has a well-developed narrative. No Body, No Crime is one such song. It tells the story of Esty, Taylor's friend. Esty confides in Taylor one night that her husband has been cheating, and not long after, Esty goes missing. Suspecting the husband of wrongdoing, Taylor teams up with Essie's sister, and sure enough, the husband goes missing too. But by the end, the blame is laid firmly on the mistress. The twists and turns of this narrative are described using the same lines, just modified slightly. Just can't prove it. 
Overall, I thought this chapter was a delight to read. The language was beautiful, and it was refreshing to see some women for a change. I can only hope that the next chapters will be just as enjoyable. You just heard the 11th episode of Ulysses for Certainties. Tune in next time to find out what Taylor Swift songs I hear in chapter 12.